0: i to get distracted this is not a time to go off course this is not a time to lose your focus got a word to do On destiny, It's too important to give up for anything.
1: God bless you. <clears throat> Truly we thank the Lord for being here this day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. We thank God for what God is doing. Thank God for how he is doing, the way he's doing it and how he's blessing. Amen. I thank God for how that the Lord has moved in a special way. Amen. I mean he moved for me in a special way. And I thank God that it was for the prayer from the prayers of those of you that are sincerely praying. Now, we got a lot of folks say they're praying. Amen. But I'm here today to know that I'm only here not because of my goodness, not because of what i am done to be here, but because of what he's done and what those that love the Lord have sacrificed and prayed. And I thank God for that. Thank God for what he's going to do. At this time, let me go in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I thank you. I praise you. I truly honor you. I thank you for this another day that thou hast blessed me to be able to be alive, to have a testimony, to not only have a testimony, but to be a blessing to someone that they might follow you. I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. And all that you're doing, I ask you to bless me this day that I might decrease and you increase. That I might not get the glory, but Father, way, somehow, that I give you the glory. I thank God for that. I thank God for what you're going to do in my life. Now, bless this broadcast to those that are listening. God, let it be a blessing to them, not for James Ware, but for them to say, I can see the glory of God even in that. So we thank you. We praise you. I honor you. In Jesus, the Christ's name I pray, amen and amen. I want to say this day, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Believers, I thank God for those of you that's living right. I'm not just saying this now that's living right, and have been praying, amen, for me. Amen. Uh, before I even get started, I want to touch on a couple of things, but right now I want to say, people, please be in prayer. Now, I know that the center man and sinner woman is praying, talking about we don't want to get rid of the police. Uh, I think you should spend more time praying for them. You don't want to get rid of the police because if you get rid of the police, the only thing they're going to give you is martial law. Amen. And having martial law is really, uh, will be pulling us down and we will come up on a satanic force a whole lot quicker. I'm not saying that the police is right. I went by uh, today because I used to live in that area. So I went by, Uh, over there at Wendy's where they burnt it down and uh, the people's still out there and they still, I mean, they selling clothes, giving food, and I don't know if they selling food or whatever, but I just took a little brief picture of it. Well, I asked my daughter because I was taking her home. She was so uh, a blessing to uh, stay with me last week after my heart operation. But uh, I don't want you to be quick to follow the world. The world tells you these crooked police, these, this, these, that. Yes, I I agree. There is some crooked cops and these cops is doing things that's uh, contrary to the will of God. And they've been getting away with it. They've been doing that ever since I can remember. I'm sure they did it before me. Uh, first of all those of you that know a little history, you know the jail was created only after we uh, the prison uh, was created only after we uh, Emancipation Proclamation was signed the next year they created uh, and, and uh, uh, the prison system and of course uh, we can go on and on about that. So all that been that's been years and years of uh, unjust to people. I'm not trying to get into that. I I try to stay away from politics of the world. But what I am saying, we don't want martial law, okay? We don't want martial law. We want the police just pray that God uh, open up their eyes and and show them like he's doing the, the crooked things that they was doing uh, they uh had they got away with a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, that's how a lot of our uh peoples get up north because they did a little something, and the police wanted to get them, so they ran up north back when I was a kid. Now, I don't know what they're doing now, but I do remember that, and all and God bless them. And they some of them spent uh, went to New York, Philadelphia. I had cousins and uncles. and great uncles to do that just because they had did something, somebody else could have got away with it but uh, because they was a people's of color, they had to do what run away from home. but uh, anyway, I'm not in that issue. I just went by there and I thought that was you know it was right uh, two blocks up from where well three blocks actually from where I used to live, I owned a house there when I was living in Atlanta. Uh, they put that witness there right after we moved from there. But nevertheless, I, I'm not getting into politics, please. Don't let nobody say Brother Ware is trying to force this direction." but I am saying we don't want martial law. I'm saying that in sincereness. Because when they get martial law in, then we, all of our rights have been taken away then. So you don't want that. You want the police to do what's right. But you don't want martial law. They're trying to come out. well, get rid of the police and do this and do that. I didn't know how bad it was because I guess uh, me not being in Atlanta now, it was a thing. But I, I just wanted to throw that in. I'm through with that. Now, Florida is... Those of you that pray for me, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I thank God for you. If you was living right and praying, if you was doing that which you believe to be right and praying. See, because the Bible teaches me that the prayers of a righteous man, speaking about mankind, woman and man, availates much. So I knew it was the prayers of the... uh, those that was righteous, that God heard. Uh, Before I went to this, I have never since I can remember, I can say, uh, and I've been in this ever since 1976, and I've been had some tragedy that took, take place, but in 19, uh, in 2003, I had my first open heart surgery. The thing was so, knocked me off my feet, so to speak. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted to leave and go and be with Jesus. At 2003, now you see what it is now, 2020, that's 17 years ago. I had the first open heart surgery. You say, well, why are you saying this, brother? I'm telling you, I want to give my testimony. Amen. God done opened up the line for me to do so. And I want you to know that a lot of people's talking about how they want to go and be with Jesus. They want to do this. They want Half of them is not living right. Uh, half of them is miserable with their life. Most people that love life and doing what God would have them to do, they're not ready to die. Now, they're not scared of dying, But they're not ready to die. Uh, In 2003, when they told me, said, Mr. Ware, we're going to have to uh, go into your chest and we're going to have to fix this valve. And I I never, even though I love honey bun and mayonnaise and all that kind of stuff, the wrong type of food, I never had clogged arteries, okay? Never had that. Uh, It was a, a, I inherited what they said. I inherited it that my veil was weak and they blowed holes in it. So therefore, the heart was just hanging on by one, uh, the veil, it was shaking so bad in my body so they had to go in there. Now, uh, I started getting that same feeling, I couldn't hardly walk. Some people say they could tell it by me on the air. They said I wasn't talking Uh, It was a rattle when I was talking. I don't know that, but I know I was very short-winded. But this time, I didn't want to die. I didn't want to leave. I'm going to be honest. I'm saying, hold up, the Lord. I just had a vision, a dream of something that you woke me up, and and, and, and I was going to be a missionary. I was going to do missionary work. I could see life changing. Because of what uh, you had me doing. So therefore, it wasn't the mere fact that I thought, you know, like the first time, hey, I was ready to check out of here. I didn't care because I wanted other people that was around me to suffer. I wanted them to go through. I wanted them to see without me. You know how we can get all poor, pitiful me. I was there. All pitiful me. I just rather check out of here and and, and just go on to get my reward because I'm living right now, Lord. Wasn't living right right before that, but I started living right then. I'm being honest. And all of a sudden, because see, we we can shot we can fool people, we can make a good impression on people. I can do a good impression to make you feel that I'm that man of God but God truly know the real, the real deal. So guess what? I in turn said, Lord, I, I, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready, Lord. And, and, and I thought that I was getting ready to go. I really did. That was in 2003 and lo and behold, of course the operation took place and, uh, they salt my chest, sold me chess old and fixed the valve because I, I i refuse a pig valve. i didn't want that in me and they fixed it and of course sold me back up and uh, then i began to appreciate life a little better but what happened is that god began to show me me oh brothers and sisters it's a different story when you see you see Uh, Even in a marriage, if the wife is acting out of order, if she is not doing that which you think she should do, then you should be willing to stand forth in God and allow the Lord to be your Lord. Oh, yeah, we say he our Lord, but he's not our Lord. We want to try to do things. We either want to pay back or we want to. Uh, make that other person suffer. So I had issues in my family. I had my, my children not doing what I thought the Scripture teaches. I'm being honest. So wait a minute. Let me just back up, see. God chose me in 1976. But before then, let me just back up a little bit further. Back in the early 50s, I was born, and in the midst of the, that, uh, I was with my mother and father. I was my mom and dad, I'm the first of nine siblings. And uh, in the midst of that, the Lord began to uh, deal with my mother's mother, And because my mother was young when she had me, me being the oldest, so she decided that she wanted to take me. They were staying right up above one another, but she wanted to raise me because she feels she was a better mother. Well, a year and a half later, from what I understand, she in turn uh, got uh, what they call blockage or blood clot or something. And in the midst of that, She was dying. But her deathbed request was, don't give me back to Sally, which was my mother. So I was raised with a man that really wasn't nothing to me. He was my stepfather and uh, grandfather, I'm sorry. Even though I knew my father and my mother, and all of a sudden, he was raised totally in the opposite of the Lord Jesus Christ. He... We sold alcohol um, beverages, we hustled, we did things to earn money. My dad on the other hand, because I knew him, he believed it in working uh, and taking care of the children. He was raising children. And if he had to work two jobs, that's what he did to make mama happy. And you said, well, why are you saying that? Well, I said, this is my time. Amen. This is my time. I don't care uh, who don't like it. I pray that you hear me because I'm saying more than just praising myself. It's nothing about myself. It's about how God raised me and how God blessed me. And in the midst of me coming up in the home that didn't fear God, Didn't have to go to church. On a Sunday, I sold, I I had a twenty-two pistol in my back uh, uh, belt before I was even six years old. I was drinking alcohol all the way, I don't even remember, because he had this concept that if you give a child alcohol when he's young, he won't want it when he's grown. So I had that concept. I, I I had this 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 man teaching me the worldly plan, but now my dad, on the other hand, he was singing gospel and he was praying and I, I saw him praying as a father. I saw mom doing things that that looked like was against him, but he went on and did that which is right. And as far as I know, now I I you know. Children ain't like the children today. The children today, they follow suit. Now, they want to say something about it. Get in grown folk business. They didn't play that back in the early 50s. They didn't you didn't get in grown folk business. Anyway, I came up and I saw two, two negative, two life part. First of all, my my daddy that was raising me, I called him Big Dad, called him dad, and called my other daddy Little Dad. And I did that. So that uh, I didn't want to disrespect him after I found out being 13 years old when I really found out that that was my daddy and mama. I thought it was my sister, uh, that he was married to my sister. But I just recognized him as daddy. I Don't ask me how it came about. I was just that slow, okay? But in the midst of this, uh, God began to deal with me. I, in turn, had an accident, and I shot my cousin, paralyzed him. God didn't allow him to die, and he made a successful life, even being paralyzed from that time. He have a wife that he'd been married to over 40 years old. He retired off his job, and so on and so on. So I saw God bless him, but here's the thing. It was God getting to me. The first time I had any encounter of God was when I shot him. And I was knowing that I had at that time, they say children going to the formatory. And I saw all my little sins and the little stuff that I had did on the wall. And in the midst of it, I in turn said, Okay, God, if you real God, help me to know you. Well, uh, right after that, chicken caught carrie. Uh, it was a disease called Kari. And I had to take them back in the woods and kill them all because it was some kind of disease that spread it. For some apparently reason, I wanted to play the judge and the preacher. I wanted to sentence them to life and yet preach to them before they go to life. And in the midst of it, in the mirror, I in turn said, well, uh, Lord, uh, I don't know who you is. I know it's a big God up there, and so on and so on. Well, make a long story short, that was my first encounter. My second encounter came with I was with the fellas and we was going down to a, a house party, And a rabbit, they was telling me to kill the rabbit. This rabbit was running in front of the car, and I blanked the lights. Now, I know it might be bored to somebody, but listen to me. I blanked the light so the rabbit would get confused, and I hit the rabbit. And we got out. We all had alcohol beverages, and I, in turn, uh, pulled some on there. And the little rabbit, the first time I... The second time, I thought, was a little rabbit. said, why did you kill me? I was only trying to get to my family. I said, man, did y'all hear that? They said, boy, you crazy. You done got drunk. You don't need to drive, and so on and so on. But that was the second time God dealt with me. And then the uh, third time was the third time when he dealt with me, I, in turn, seen the, uh, these peoples come to Abbeville, the little town that I was from, and they said, well, because you dark-skinned man, you you supposed to be in a black religion. You don't supposed to be serving a, a white God, and they, in turn, wanted me to be in Islam. They was had a little building, but it didn't work out there because the police was real hard on them, and, and I went there at the midst of that little building, and I I heard them talk against white. The whites was devils. The white was blue-eyed devils, and we was God-chosen. But I couldn't receive that. Now, you say, Brother, why are you saying that? Please bear along with me just for a minute. I'm going on break. I'll be right back off of break, and I promise you I'm going to get to the Word. I'm going to get to what I'm trying for you to hear today. God bless you. (laughs) Amen. We're back. We're back. Please, those of you that tune on, this is just Brother Ware testimony today. And the reason I'm saying it just my testimony, but you can call if you have any question and whatever. Uh four four three five five uh uh six nine nine. Okay. I'm having trouble with my phone for some reason. I need a piece of tape, but that's okay. Uh here's what I was uh, trying to get you all to see. I'm trying to show you how God will have mercy on you and God will get you to be where he would have you to be if you just be patient. Uh, because all this came back to me when I was going for this hard operation this last week. And that's how uh, advanced it done got. They, they went through the vein, through the mouth, through the, I don't know, through everything, but they didn't have to slice me open this time. And, and what it was, I thought about this. How merciful, how God been good and merciful to me, that he have something for me to do even the more. And so, therefore, Why is I'm trying to do this for that and do that for this and worry about this? Oh, yeah, there's certain things every one of us want from God. Every one of us, we want something from God. But guess what? Are we doing what God would have for us to do? And that's the key. A lot of time we, oh, let me finish this little story like like I was So. The second time, the third time or the fourth time God dealt with me, uh, this young lady, I wanted to talk to her and I was excited about it. She said, well, I can't talk to you except you become a witness. So you need to come to the Kingdom Hall. And I went to the Kingdom Hall and uh, just for the lust purpose, that was it, and and trying to win her. And lo and behold, uh, when I got there, this preacher said, oh, if you're about to die and they ask to get, give you some blood, you tell them, let you die. I said, no, nah, this ain't worth that. So I knew then I was in the wrong place. So I went on through life, wind up being despised and rejected, but I dealt with it. I dealt with it as much as I could, and I used things to uh, hide my true feelings, such as drugs and alcohol. But at 23 years old, and me trying to hide and do this, I went to this uh, short story because t- I don't wanted to take the whole broadcast. Um, I went to this church, and this preacher preached, you got what you want. Now, what I wanted then, this was the first time I had a child. I had one child, and then my oldest boy was born. And he didn't weigh but two pounds. And because of the fact that he had all these tubes in him, and I'm saying, how in the world could that be a real God? And he's suffering, and I done did all this other stuff, and I'm not. So, of course, I say, God, if you save him, I don't know you, but if you work and, and save him, I will find out more about you, and I will turn my life to you. Well, that was my answer there. I went to the church. The preacher, preacher, got what you want, but you lost what you had because I hadn't turned my wife to him. Now, let me tell you something. I'll be the first to tell you. I wish I can say since 1976, I have given all my all and all to the Lord. But God has been so merciful to me as he has been with some of you. And let me say this. Because he was merciful to me, and because he blessed me, now let's bring it all the way up to 2020. And I thought back at how that others expected for me to die before them. I had friends that said, well, you know, Brother well, when you, we come to your film, we're going to do thus and thus and thus. I hardly had nobody that was saying, Oh man, you're gonna be around to bury me, you know, or whatever. But let me tell you this. I thought about, it. I said, God, I said, you told me, if I delight yourself in you, that you'll give me the desires of my heart. I said, I want to experience the life of a wife like the scripture. We both working to serve you and doing this and doing that. And the Lord look like I'm saying how come you ain't doing that I'm doing the right thing I'm not doing this I'm not doing that we can always pick out what we are not doing but we forget about what we're doing and he began to reveal and open up my eyes and say you might not be doing this <clears throat> you might not be doing that but what about this and <laughs> what about that and I say but God I didn't know that was wrong. He's saying, well, James, well, if you saying that you sold out to me, don't you know I know what you need? Just like I bless you and I heal you and I delivered you regardless of what you was doing. My love for you didn't change because I ordained you from the foundation of the world to be where you at today. And regardless of what this person believed and that person believed, I yet saw you through because I loved you. I said, but God, what about this? I, 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 you gave me the desire for this person and that, to do this and to do that. And and, and say, was it me or was it you? See, anything that God give us he bring it to pass. We don't have to. We don't have to push it. We don't have to strain it. God bring it to pass, just like He brought my ministry. Just like He brought my raggedy life, and He kept me uh, loving the Word in spite of my raggedy life. But then it come a time, believers, that we got to get real with ourselves and get real with God. What is we in this thing for? Are you in it for somebody can say, "Oh, brother, where he's a good brother. He pastored for twenty-eight years. He evangelized He was, he was evangelizing for eleven years, and he was he been in twenty-six state and two uh uh, uh two um um uh, world uh, radio. I, my mind just went blank. and And this ain't old age, folks. This charge it to that." The stuff that they put in you to put you to sleep, because I know certain things. uh, Anyway, international um, ministry, uh, worldwide, uh, I I, I was on syndicated ministry here, uh, broadcast, but uh, I just can't think of it now. But it's that I was preaching in Africa and a couple of more other places. I was doing that. But why was I doing that? Doing it so I can say I'm doing it? See, a lot of times when we do things for God, we do things because we want to say we're doing something. But are we doing it because God is really leading us to do it? You know, a lot of times we go to church. Um, you all go to church to do what? To minister to people that's already supposed to be saved. And these folks that already supposed to be saved don't get no better. You have storm, they rejoice in the word, but as the seed come along, as we God gave us the seed, Pavel, in Matthew the 13th chapter, the eighteen verse, they heard the word and received no, well, first of all, some of the word fell by the wayside. Secondly, they heard the word. And they rejoice and receive it, but they didn't receive it in their heart. Most saints don't have word in their heart. And the reason they don't have word in their heart is you t- let a situation come up. Let something come up that make them angry or make them scared. In my condition, it was scared, it wasn't angry. I, all of a sudden, here it is in 19, uh, 2020. And I'm saying, I've been in the Lord all this time. And then all of a sudden, the devil, he put a little wood on a fire. And I had a vision or a dream. I don't know what it was, but I woke up and I said, you got 36 hours. So get your house in order. I said, but God told me that I was going to be able to do missionary work. And you know how we can cry out to God when we, I said, but I hadn't did it yet, Lord. and And 36 hours. And the only thing I wanted to do then was repent for any and everything that came to my mind that I had did, knowing that I was covered under the blood from the time that I repented of my sin. But the enemy began to play with you. And I felt like David in uh, the scripture. Uh, Jesus, I, I should have had that scripture. Uh, David, uh, here you go. Yeah. Uh David did this in the Bible say they, uh first Samuel the thirtieth chapter and the sixth verse David was was grieved and distressed for the peoples uh spake a stone in him because of the souls of all the peoples uh was grieved and every uh, and and every man Of his sons and his daughter, and David encouraged himself. Did you hear what I say? David encouraged himself in the Lord, in God. Now, brother and sister, I thank God, and I'm not just saying this to be religious, but I thank God that I was able to encourage myself in the Lord. I, I, I in turn, uh, got all my affairs. Together just in case this was it and that was real. The fear left me. The fear left me. And I said, Well, God, I thought you really told me about. It. I told somebody that if it took seven days, seven months, or seven years, I just knew that was you, God. And so therefore, how it the seven days and the seven months passed, but then what about that? And guess what? I pushed all that away. Only thing I wanted to do was be ready to enter into the kingdom of God, meaning go to sleep, because I know that nobody leaves until the resurrection. Okay? That's what the scripture says. So don't let nobody tell you. I know it sounds good when these preachers tell you that your mama is walking around in heaven and and this and that in heaven. They even made a blues song about uh, uh, soul heaven. That was it. Uh, uh, Johnny, uh, this person was in there doing that, and Tupac was in there, and I, that sounds good to the natural man. But let me tell you something. When you leave here, if you are in Christ, you sleep, all right. But if you're not in Christ, you're gonna have the, you're gonna taste the fear of death. It's gonna be a the stain of death. Those that are in Christ will not taste the stain of death. We will sleep away regardless of what somebody feel, think, or believe. And you'll sleep until the resurrection. Now, when the resurrection comes, you'll receive your reward. The Bible says, come unto me you your good and faithful sermon. They've been faithful in a few things. Because a whole lot of you ain't been faithful in a few things. Yeah, you, we did things. Uh, I did things. But it was just a few things I was faithful in. Okay. When you are faithful, then you have eternal life. Okay. You don't have it because you earn it. No, ma'am. I believe in the commandments of God from the depths of my heart. But let me tell you something. A brother, and and I just forgot his name before I mentioned it, uh, saw me. Right when I was getting ready to go to the hospital, and he, because I got Brother James Ware on the, on, on the back of my truck, he pulled me over, he, he saw me, and he, he said, you, Brother Brother Ware, to come on the radio? And I said, yeah. He said, Brother, can I just pray for you? Now, wait a minute. I could have said, hold up, brother. Do you keep the commandment? Do you do this? Do you do that? You know, that's the old James Ware. That's the old thing, Uh, whether you're doing this or doing that. No, no, no. When death knocking, you feel death knocking, you want anybody that have given their life to Christ. And I'm telling you, that's the most important thing for any of us right now to focus on with all this confusion. These young people, yes, they got a right to cry out. They cried out in the 60s when I was young, okay? And, and they're crying out. They have this right. But I'm telling you, they need something more than this. Quit pushing this martial law stuff. Talking about the police. Yeah, I know they are crooked, a lot of them. But you got some good ones. But we don't want martial law, believers. We want to be able to serve God in spirit and in truth. When you get martial law, you go according to the government. And if that don't happen, they will shut you down. And that's what we're begging for. I'm telling you right now that we that are saved, we got to focus on how can I help somebody to find salvation? How can I plant a seed or water a seed? No, ma'am. No, sir. I'm not telling you you're the one that bring it. No, I, I know what Ephesians say. I'm very much aware of it. I'm I'm very uh, I, I, I've read the scriptures and I can quote it to you, but you know what? Uh, I want you to understand and I want you to read it and and see it for yourself. See, I believe this from the depths of my heart. Okay, I really believe it because I because it started with me, and and the reason um I it, it I didn't have it because I wasn't planning on it. Listen, what the scripture said. And I'm gonna. uh, It it is found in Ephesians. I know you Bible believers can statics can quote it, and I can too. But I want to read it for those that don't know Ephesians the second chapter and the eighth verse. Okay, it says, "For by grace ye are saved through faith, and it's that's not of yourself. It is the gift of God." Okay, it's the gift. That God gave you. Everybody couldn't get it. But he loved you and he opened up your understanding. You could have been one of the children in the family. You could have been an uncle or nephew or father or mother or whoever. But it was the grace of God that he gave you salvation. And it says, not a works. Oh, listen to me now. I believe in the commandments I, I probably more than anybody that I'm talking to. I believe that the Ten Commandments will not be done away with. And the reason that I, I, I have to come back next week and show you why I'm strong on that. Amen. Because I know God, if God made it and God said it, it's going to stand. Everything God said. Now, the Word of God, Jesus, who y'all call Jesus, that's the Word of God manifested in the flesh. He repents. He repents. He changes his mind. If he see you crying out, he changes his mind. But see, the preachers is not preaching this because that make confusion of the people. And in the midst of and making confusion of the people, the people don't know, wait a minute, I thought Jesus was God. No, Jesus is the Word of God. St. John, the first chapter, and to those of you, Yahshua, my is The word of God manifested in the flesh. Emmanuel, I love to say, because I can find it in the old and the new as well. Listen to me. Emmanuel repented that he had created man. So I will destroy what I created. And then all of a sudden, he looked, Emmanuel looked and found Nora. And once he found Nora, he began to do what? Instruct him to build a ark. You, God, have found you. I don't care what nobody else say. I don't care what nobody else believe. You may be, and and like I said, the brother, the brother that pulled me over and asked me that. I wasn't concerned about who he was, where he was anointed at, even though he told me, and I, I realized I had heard him. But here was the issue. The issue was I wanted prayer. I didn't want to measure up his salvation. We got to get away from measuring how deep are you. What grade are you? Listen, the first grade uh, can't complain about the 12th grader. The 12th grader can't complain about the first grader. Now, why you say that, Brother Well, Because that person in the 12th grade had to come through by way of the first grade. And the person in the first grade got to come through by in order to get out of school, the 12th grade. So as long as you in school, as long as you got a mindset to obey God, God looking for people that's surrendering all. You know, we make it look like now being a housewife is a disaster. We make men look like uh, that want to take care of the family and go home and show forth, look, he's henpecked. Something wrong with us, but we as believers, we got to set the example. Those of you that have mates, don't listen to folks. I don't care if there is in the church. You do what God tells you to do and what's going to glorify God. It's nothing wrong with you being that mother, being that wife. It's nothing wrong with you being that husband, being that man of God being the leader of your house, that therefore you be the first one to say, sweetheart, let's pray. Sweetheart, let's have Bible study. We have family night to go out, but what about the family night that we want to give to God? God should be first and foremost. Then we wouldn't have to worry about the churches. We wouldn't have to worry about this. Yes, this is my testimony. Yes, I'm saying God, I want to obey you in spirit and in truth. You've been so merciful to me. Man, when I look back and thought about it and how my mind rambled and thought about James, well, you was a man of God and you had the audacity to do this and to do that, but God was merciful. God said, yeah, I was merciful to you, but, but, but I know folks that didn't halfway do what I did And they was cut off. No, you don't know that. You own it because there are some people that wouldn't believe what you did. But guess what? My mercy, my goodness, know your heart. God knows your heart that's hearing me today. But what you got to do is make this commitment. Do you hear me what I'm saying? Make this commitment. God, I want to please you in spirit and in truth, not in uh, somebody can pat me on the back and say, James, where well, you did good, James, where well, you was able to be a pastor, you was able to, uh, and that that ain't going to mean nothing when I stand before God if I have not obeyed him and I did what I wanted to do. If I did something that somebody can clap me on, the, uh, pat me on the back and say, clap their hand, oh, brother, where, well, you know, they are, when, when you leave him, they always can find something good about you. You can be a drunk. You can be a, a, a drug addict. You can be a, a killer. They're going to find something good. They're going to say, well, you know, he killed, but he got himself together. He gave his life to the Lord, and now he's interested in Jesus. Maybe so. I can't judge that. That ain't up to me. But what I'm telling you today. It's up to you. God needs you as never before. When we got all this the roll going wild, God just needs somebody to show forth love and let the peoples of God know that it's in God's hand that we are working here to be a believer. They need a Christian. I don't care. I ain't caught up on these, the word thing. If you're going to be call yourself a Christian, don't don't be with them come out from among them and let them know I love you. I'm praying for you. Yes, you may have to go with them to pray with them, but let them know I I, I can't do that because that's not what the scripture team. Yes, you might do this or do that. It's more about you being obedient to God. People need somebody and, 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 and quit worrying about buildings. Quit worrying about getting folks in building. That's that have messed me up, okay? I'm worried about getting people doing this, doing that. and grand- No, ma'am. No, sir. It's getting them to see that Christ have chosen them for such a time as this, that they have been ordained for such a time as this. In the midst of when we confuse about our, geni- our, 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 our gender, we don't know whether we want to be a girl a boy or uh, both or whatever. They need somebody. They need a real woman of God to stand up. When when the young women don't know whether they want to be married or they want to be this or they want to be that, they need to see in these last and evil days what is a true marriage from God. If you're going to be single, give yourself to the Lord and spend time praying and fasting and pull away from the stuff on TV and all this, and watch the will and the plan of God to be manifest in your life, and see won't God begin to use you in these last days? God looking for that person, just as He told me, brother. Where well, I, you think I saved you and and let you went through all that mess and yet preserve you for such a time as this to do nothing? No, ma'am. No, sir. Didn't do it. So I pray that something was said today from Brother Ware's testimony that may change your life, that make you want to be all what God have chose you to be. Because if you're listening to me today, I know without a shadow of a doubt, God done dealt with your heart. So it ain't about what I think, feel, or believe. It's about you and him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you, Lord. I thank you for that time, God, that you've given me to even just testify of your goodness, your glory. So, God, I ask you to bless those that's on the sound of my voice, God, that you have chose them to be different. I pray that you bless them and raise them up in these last and evil days. In Jesus' the Christ's name I pray, amen and amen. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I thank God for those of you that prayed for me. Even though I was afraid, I, I'm the first to admit it, and fears of the devil. I was afraid to die this time. The first time I wanted to die because I was in my mess or uh, trying to handle things myself. But this time, it was a totally different thing. So, in closing, I thank God for you, ask you to continue to pray for me as God continue to move me in a direction that he would have me to go in. Brother Ware is saying, oh, yeah, let me get my website right quick, my website. Uh, Brother Ware is, uh, that's brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org, okay? Or you can reach me by dialing 404-293-7557. That's 404-293-7557. I I really would like to get some of you that's on board with us. Amen. And we, in turn, will uh, let you know what we're about to bark on, what we're about to do. It's too many peoples now uh, worrying about the fame, the fortune, the eyes, and this. And I believe some peoples really need your help. And you need to be a blessing to them. No, you may not get glory on this side, but you will get glory on the other side. That I promise you that because Jesus himself said, I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you didn't give me nothing to drink. I I I was this, I was that, and you said, "Well, wait a minute, Lord, when would you do this?" He said, "When you didn't do it to the least of my little ones, you didn't do it unto me." I know I messed it up quoting it, but I want to say that I'm looking forward to hearing from some of you to get on board. And only thing I need is your address, cause I'm not. I said I'm gonna do it the way God told me. And only those that are sincere uh, will get. You give me your email or your address, uh, and I'll be more than happy to write you uh, or either uh, send you an email. I truly thank God again for those of you that love me enough to keep me in prayer that I obey God. Listen, Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, and I took that to heart, you don't have the problems that you need. Listen, see, when I was there, I, 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 I had to come there. I didn't have the problem. Only thing I needed was more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you.
0: Two nine six four one. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box, 232, Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, South Carolina, 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 118. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for real.
1: progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward especially in times of need this year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated learn more about their keys to progress program and plans for 2020 at keys to
0: where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet that's not fair U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this.
1: Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair,